Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye. Everybody oh. got that positive. You, I don't. Whenever you lean in like this, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know if you're trying to throw us off. Is this a horror move? Is this where you're? Are you doing some horror shit right now? Are you actually <laughs> going to love the movie, but you want us to do some fucking diversion hang on, stuff? Hang on, I'll be right back. He's great. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my god, we're so lame. All right, guys, this is the Love of Cinema podcast. We keep it positive. If we don't keep it positive for anything, each other, Marcus's hat, then we are going to play this sound. Mm. That sound means that we have to take a drink, and we hope you drink along with us. So if you've got them, I don't know, Marcus, if you've got one, but uh, present your shots, pour yourselves a glass to you guys at home. We're going to talk about a movie that does for New York tourism what Barbarian did for Airbnbs. Cheers. Yeah. John's not here. He is, um, he is uh, experimenting in college. Yes. So yes, uh, we are joined it's, by a it's, guest. Apparently it's leg day, whatever that means. It's a leg day. <laughs> We have a guest who I met through Dave. Actually, one of our favorite episodes that I do not remember. I'll just say nobody the Hall- remembers that episode. The Halloween, the Halloween 2020 episode where I was in a closet. Um, we did a live show. A couple of people joined. We were we talked for three hours, and it was we were so intoxicated that I don't think you guys caught that I didn't see one of the movies. No, we <laughs> we totally how- caught that. Everybody caught that. I that just is- you caught that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh- so Which yeah, movie? the neon, um, the neon, neon maniacs. I skipped neon maniacs. I did. That's so yeah, cool. uh, we invited, we invited Marcus on that show and, uh, he bought uh, neon maniacs with him. We had a great time. We, oh, I'm sorry. It was fun, your movie. <laughs> we did a fun little, uh, fun little debate section at the end there. It was supposed to go for 90 minutes. It went for three hours and Marcus went down as in history as the only person to log off the show and immediately throw up. So <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcus. <laughs> wow wow it, that's, that's you know I, i've always thing. i've always wanted to ask you this is it slabin is it slabin is it slabine it's slabine is it really um, is it actually yeah. What, yeah. A, what an appropriate name for that a wasn't one director, of the options i honestly. gave you <laughs> yeah um, it's yeah, yeah i mean everyone gets it wrong i i personally don't understand it but you know i mean so we are so happy to be joined by you. I, I am not a horror expert, as I've said many times on this show, but we, you, you, your name actually on IMDb comes up as a set dresser for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is also set in New York. We could talk about that at some point in here, but you've been doing a lot of different things. Obviously, you're more of a writer-director, but you have worked in genre films for a long time, including helping my good friend Dave here get some work, which we appreciate. Oh yeah! So thank it's, you so much for fun. giving us. Thank you so much for giving us some some good, much needed credibility today on the show. We appreciate it. Oh no! Thanks for having me here, guys. Some odd reason I have some weird filter that keeps on giving me like Johnny Depp eyes. I'm trying to turn off right now. It's oh. weird. You don't want that, Very, Dave? Yeah, anything? Anything just, you want to just spins them constantly? Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of it. It's kind of it's it's very like weird. I promise, Your Honor, I'm not a cat. <laughs> we are we are cat. we are on youtube if you want to watch marcus uh stare in every rich direction of the screen yeah yeah, that's it that's what's up yeah okay he's, well, he's constantly switch, switching profiles he's checking his light um we're if you're new to the podcast thank you so much we try to keep it spoiler free for a couple minutes here on the show we're going to finish each show with our what you've been watching our recommendations of the week and we are going to get through some gripes of the week and catch up a little bit so if you need to hear about this movie, Dan, you just go ahead and scoot along about 10 minutes or so, and then we'll start talking about the movie. 
But the before movie. we get into this, Marcus, I feel like you've seen Scream a lot. Dave, have you? What's your familiarity with Scream? It was the uh, hugest thing in when I was a teenager. That, that um, I mean, the, the, origi- the original, I think I've seen upwards of 20 or 30 times. Um, second one, I've seen upwards of maybe 10 times. The third one I saw once. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we both subtext. Sorry, ten, twice now because I watched it uh, the other day. Oh, so you, did you rewatch all five? negative i'd 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 seen five um close enough and i figured i was i was good with that one um one and two i you know one i probably got memorized um yeah it's fun and uh yeah i just thought oh well you know i'll give three and four because i realized i one of them i hadn't seen at all because it had such like negative connotations around it and for some reason i got it confused and thought that was four that had the negative stuff with it and so i never watched four and oh, so that's I watched, probably a fun surprise. I watched three, and I have a lot of questions about three, but we, we, that's that's a whole other show. Yeah. Um, but four, I found really, really good. Nice. Yeah. All right, once, once it gets past the 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 where they try to just oversell the beginning, once it gets past that and settles down into Killsville, we are good. In four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it Killsville. I love that. All right, Marcus, let's get you chatting here. How's it going? How's things? That's good. It's good. It's going so, good. So, so you were What's la- going on? You delayed our recording by an hour because you came back late from your set today. What are you working on? Anything fun that you want to announce? I uh, can't. I can't talk too much about the one I'm working ah. on. That, that particular one because it's it's uh, we're building something insane. That's um, that. In all honesty, is probably one of the coolest things that we've ever built. Sweet. Um, and uh, for a uh, sci-fi shoot, that's really what I can say. But um, oh, but yeah, damn. but I'm working. You're on- muscling in on my genre. <laughs> yeah no 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 it's 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 crazy it's it, it's it's absolutely insane the script is really good um and the the set that we're building is pro is like i said it's beyond cool i can't believe that it's that the person that's doing it has um ah, we're playing them off with the gush alarm here i'm sorry <laughs> oh, are we wait, assholes drink for that? yeah yeah drink. Yes. are we assholes <laughs> to our guests yes yes well i am i don't know I, about you well, I am. Whatever. I'm proven. Anyway, sorry, Marcus. Uh, thank you for no filming worries. in New York. Thank you for filming in New York and employing yeah. your New York artists and colorists and actors. Yeah. And- well, we're doing that, and also in two weeks, uh, at the end of this month, we're shooting the first part of a horror anthology called Errors of Terror." We're shooting um, the first song, which is called "I Want Your Skin," Jesus. which is a which is about a skinless creature that stalks a woman in Chinatown. Uh, chasing her down, trying to steal her skin to put it on himself. Wow! Um, and we Picture got uh, Chinese Daniel Romeo Pompe. and Juliet with just a little bit more filleting. Yeah, more filleting exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is there anything if people are listening and they want to see your work? Is there anything that they can find that's accessible? Um, currently, right now, there's a. I, I did a movie during um, the pandemic called The Dark Offerings. That's out there on on Amazon Prime right now. Dave, have you heard of that movie? Um, What's that? I think we talked about this movie briefly a couple weeks ago, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I, I came to play on that one. Yeah, sorry. That was, that was a fun little challenge because we they basically um, – it, it was full on COVID restrictions. So the whole thing was done over Zoom, and we had to use whatever lighting they had in the house. That's so fun. That's up. like fucking yeah. Apollo 13 right there. Yeah, it was literally, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Marcus. Where can we find that? Oh, Amazon Prime. Um, and then um, – I, I I constantly work with uh, with the team from Terrifier, so Terrifier Two. Um, I'm I'm involved in that. I I'm in the uh, club scene. I play the bartender as well as a oh, yeah. um, 
as the Pied Piper, you'll see them bopping all over the place. So make sure you check out Terrifier 2. Bring a bucket. Um, what's that? Bring a bucket. Yes, yes. People <laughs> did get sick during during the movie theaters. They had to be rushed out. They were. It was crazy. That was, that was a great little engine that could that film. It was. It's. Hey man, it's. It's still kicking. The cons have been mm. insane with Terrifier stuff. Like, yeah, I've been following them. The cons, because yeah. I, I love it when it, something succeeds like that. A friend of mine's going to the Kansas yeah. City Comic Con. Is it going to be involved there as well? Probably. Look, no, there was David, uh, David, who plays Art, and Damien, who who's the writer director of it. Theater actors, this- thank you, New York City. Go ahead. They um they are uh, they are basically at a con every single weekend this year. So chances oh, are, if you are that's on so this planet, you will see them at a con. That's God, the I hope I it gets appeared. Yeah, Dave. I mean, you can go, Dave. You just got to pay. Yeah. Um, I hope they get appearance fees. Uh, well, Marcus, I'm curious to hear about your familiarity with Scream and a little bit of, your, of horror as such. But why don't we do that after our gripes so we can use it as a segue into mm. the movie? Mark, Does that work for you guys? I'm familiar with the gripes. Okay, so, so Marcus. Oh, just, I've got some gripes. Good. We just talked sure. shit, but you only have a minute to get it in. All right. 60 That's seconds. It. If you go over 60 seconds, you got you got a drink. Wait, 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 60 seconds for what? Wait, 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 for 60 which sec- one? 60 seconds, you get one. You only get one, and you got 60 seconds to get it off your chest. Otherwise, you have to drink. Yeah. Which film? For all the screen films? No, no, just no, no, no. anything Separate. in general. It doesn't even have to be movie-related. This is pretty much just a chance for Jeff to practice his tight five at the start of his comedy set. That's right. I've never yeah. done stand-up comedy. <laughs> um, but no, okay, so let's be clear. We're going to – don't say anything about Scream yet. We're going to do our gripes which is just anything you want to say. Because here's what happened. People didn't like that we would take all these tangents. By people, I mean my family. No, I'm kidding. But we didn't. <laughs> so we just get it in. We throw our shit in there. So that way we can just focus on the movie. You know what I mean? So if you have some shit you want to say about anything, you got a minute to get it off your chest. Jesus, I don't think I'm drunk enough to really hate rage. Or... Okay, you can go last and it can be a screen hey, one. Let me help. No, no. <laughs> all right, think about it for a second. Dave, what do you think? You can go first, if you like. Do you have one? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Let's do... Okay. All right, go. Here you go. What? What? When did we all agree that every comedy special had to have a short film before it? So and whenever I see these comedy, all of a sudden they're they're like getting ready in slow mo. So yes, I'm talking about the Chris Rock one, but like he's getting ready and he's like getting ready for the show. But then he like looks at the camera and he's posing, and all I'm thinking is like, get out of the way. He's he's got to get on stage. He's like ready for his show. And then I'm like, oh, it's just the fucking short film that they do at the beginning. I just don't know when we agreed to these kinds of things, and I wish we got a little bit of heads up on it because it all seems because this is comedy. This is you get out there, you got a live audience, but the the whole thing at the beginning of it, it's like we're in fucking MoMA before we get out there, and it's like. Like, I know they're trying to set the scene and set the mood, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know when we got into this. I didn't agree to that. I like you just getting out on stage, grabbing the mic and go to fucking town. That's what I like. That's what I like. Oh, he makes it this week. Ah, he makes it. got it in. And just, just in his defense, that backstage guy has rented a fucking Ari and he is going to use it as much as possible. <laughs> He's got it for the whole day, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. I've been walking through the city a bit uh, this week. because okay. I was back at work for a bit and, uh, mm-hmm. I heard all these, there's a lot of car horns going on in the city and mm-hmm. like, you know, people that are six cars back and something up the front's happened. They're just laying on the horn. I'm like, yeah, it's really effective. You have no idea what's going on. You're right next to my head, that sort of thing. But that's not what the gripe's about. The gripe is about when you watch TVs and movies mm-hmm. and that's not there. Oh, and not we're only, segueing into Scream. Okay, go ahead. Not only are the horns not there, anyone going anywhere immediately gets a park right outside wherever they fucking want to walk into. 
They don't even have to walk around a corner. They're on the same avenue. They're not like it's it's ridiculous. No one can park like that here. That is an extra fifteen to twenty minutes of your fucking film. It's not realistic. Are you talking about Scream, Dave? A little. Guys, Scream is not set in New York. I'm gonna say it right now. It maybe Brook maybe Brooklyn. Okay, anyway. Um It's filmed in Toronto. It's Canadian New York. Oh, they do it. All sure. these films, it, was a, it was a Canadian suburb. Um, do, Margaret, nice. do you have, do you have you one you want to go You can for? do a scream I mean, gripe. This is, this is a positive podcast, though. So if you do gripe about scream, we're going to have to buzz you. But, you know, I'm ready to hear. I can I can tie it into scream. But, I mean, um, right, 60 seconds. That. Can it be spoiler free? Right. Okay, no. So I, I guess the one thing I can gripe about is what's been the bane of my existence the past, like, two weeks is the fucking MTA oh. and their yeah. train system. And just Bastards. how broken it is. And I'm off the N and W line, which is like the best line out there. But the problem is, is that it's been going down almost every single day to the point where it's like, if I want to go home and it usually takes me 30 minutes, I have like a two hour fucking commute to get from Times Square to Astoria because the W doesn't work. You have to go back downtown to Union Square. They have to come back up and yeah. take the seven. And then wait. X. Yeah. Which, yeah, exactly. For, for anyone it's, who needs clarification, that distance is a three-hour walk. <laughs> exactly. Like, and 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 then you hop off the train, you go to take a fucking cab, and what happens? They've jacked up all the rates, especially Uber or Lyft, and it, it's it's just the worst. You know, I mean, and yeah. now they're jacking up the rates of everything, and I got to stop because I only got five seconds. But fuck the MTA. All Nicely right. done. Nicely mm. done. Fuck the MTA, indeed. Why Way did you buzz it? Oh, <laughs> I thought we before. Oh, I, I thought we just buzzed each other anyway. <laughs> I forgot the format. <laughs> All right, I will say, right. I think it's in the trailer, but that you know, I think that was a pretty that, that worked that set piece in the scream. I'm curious to hear what you guys talk about. It, but thank you for bringing up the MTA. Also, the tra the train was in the 80s still, right? Like I don't know. Anyway, um, good. We're here to talk about scream, people. We're here to talk about scream, scream. six. Let's dive in, and then and then I'm gonna try to pick both of your brains about the horror franchises and such, which you know so much more about me. But let's just let's get into this. So, Screen six, which is I don't want to do the requel sequel thing. For anybody who's seen this movie, you get it. But it, it is both the sixth movie and it's also the second movie. <laughs> For anybody who saw five, it is also the second movie of this. Double down on the nostalgia again. They're still rehashing slash reevaluating some of the things they threw out in the last movie. So uh, maybe watch five and six back to back or maybe not. I don't know. But we're talking about Scream 6, the largest opening of the series ever at $44 million. That is the most lucrative scream film to date at least with regards to its opening weekend 75 million dollars worldwide screen seven is already being talked about so let's get into it basically the same core wink wink cast to scream five featuring <laughs> melissa barrera as sam carpenter jenna ortega as tara carpenter the carpenters who by the way were mentioned at the oscars by the rrr guy who said he grew up <laughs> listening to the carpenters and i was like that's so funny the carpenter sister sisters are in the movies right now. <laughs> Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy and Mason Gooding as Chad. The core four are back. Courtney Cox is also in the trailer, so we could talk about her. Dil Dermot Mulroney is in this movie. Josh Segarra, who you might know from She-Hulk. Devin could could have uh, Hannah Panettiere is back. They talked about that. Okay, let's talk about this fucking movie. Hmm. So. Our directing team, Radio Silence back. Same writers, all the same shit. Here is the setup. Here's the pitch. I'm kicking it to you with your initial takeaways. What'd you think? What'd you feel? In the next installment, 
the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Who would like to take it away with your initial takeaways? What'd you think? What'd you feel? Spoiler free. Spoiler free for the first minutes. couple of minutes. Yeah, well, we're going to warn everyone before we go to spoilers because hopefully people listen and go and see it in the second weekend. Um, or, or not, depending on how this goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I booked a, a 1 p.m. on Saturday screening because it's it was the time I had. So I was like, all right, maybe it's going to be a bit quiet. I walked in quiet. and it was, it was not quiet Times square was jacked like every people were loaded in like crazy i mean the Dude, I, was like, at that, I was at that screening one one p.m on a saturday yeah at Times square in the dolby cinema yeah yeah me and terry, terry were both there <laughs> oh my god was it, oh my it wasn't god. terry you yelled out was it <laughs> no 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 no. i got a whole story because i didn't mean yeah, wait. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be quiet, but these guys were into it. It was they were pumped. Um, and then the the best story I have from it is midway through the screening, and I am totally against yelling out in the movie. It takes everyone out. It breaks the thing, that sort of thing. But if you're gonna do it, Courtney Cox is being pursued by the killer. That's not a spoiler. She grabs a gun and puts three shells through the door, and then she starts creeping towards the door to see if she hit him, and from the crowd comes bitch you don't put no shells through a closed door you wait till he comes through that door have you learned nothing Courtney <laughs> <laughs> fucking lost it if you're gonna yell out in the theater make sure it's gold like That's that good. that is That's now good. the fucking benchmark um as it was I I'm as, as we know a total wiener uh when it comes to horror films not with this I had a great time I had a great time through all of this I like I wasn't like enough into it that the things they either skimmed over or changed or little things that they didn't really nail bugged me. I just had a great time with this movie and like everything I liked about the first, like well, first two was, was kind of there. I feel like they maybe didn't stick the landing, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I'm going to agree. And then I'm going to kick it over to Marcus here. So I, I generally agree. I liked the movie. I think what I appreciated was, I feel like this movie was closer. Now maybe I saw it in Dolby as well. Not at the same time as you motherfuckers who didn't see each other. This is how big these theaters are in New York city. People, we have different experience. All these people are like, you really liked that movie. And I was like, yeah, I saw it with so many people. I didn't even notice my friend. What what row were you in? No, I was in a different screening. That's what you do. Marcus, what row were you in? We yep. were originally in a in row H, and then they double booked our seat, so that was a whole thing. So I missed the whole opening. Oh, god! Well, I saw it, but I had to stand there while Everything the fucking sorted, yeah. Captain Dipstick over there tried to figure out what to do. Then they offered us free tickets and stuck us in row C. Okay, because I was in row D. You? Oh, you must have been right. In, you yeah. must have been right. I was the guy masturbating right behind you. Kai, stop! <laughs> stop it! Stop it! <laughs> All right, can we talk about Scream? You guys, you fucking yes, figure shit was, out on your he own He was time. talking about Scream. He was yeah, making people yeah, scream yeah. in the movie theater. Yeah, well, you stand up and walk and disrupt. Dave didn't even notice you disrupted him. That's how into this movie Dave was. <laughs> totally, he totally ruins 30-second period. Okay. Yeah, I was like, who's this motherfucker showing up late? So I felt I felt like there were, I felt like maybe the close-ups were just more close because I didn't see the last one in theaters, but I felt like it was like on these people. I felt like it was really close in some of them. And the stabs, maybe it was Dolby, I don't know, but the stabs felt very violent. If They felt loud, they felt gushy, like I've heard the squishing, and it was like uneasy. So there were a lot of people that got stabbed a lot of times, not just like the couple. <laughs> and I love, we talked about this with, um, what was that, um, what was the the movie that I didn't like with the brothers that did Endgame, and they did the movie with the Ryan Reynolds and the- Oh yeah, um, 
Oh, God, I've forgotten the name of it as well. Yeah, fuck, fuck both of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was that Netflix movie. The, but anyway, but anyway, there were a lot man. of good, like... The Grey Man. There, there were a lot of good, like, quick, like, stabs, and then they're yeah. dead. You know, because they're... You know, I love this one where they stabbed in the 10, 20 times, and at least own the fact that, like, these people... It's hard to kill these people. You know, it's got to... You got to drag it out. Mm. So I did like that. I think there were certain set pieces. A lot of them were in the trailers. I thought worked really well. I love the Jurassic Park scene. That's the, uh, the one in the bodega, which is in the trailer. I thought that one went... Again, maybe it was Dolby, but I was like on the edge of my teeth. If they mm. touched a piece of glass, I was like, ah, like it was good. I was like, how are they getting out of this? You know, that kind of shit. I liked the the sort of near the end kind of stuff. Like generally speaking, I liked that set piece and I liked the subway one. You know, that works pretty well. There, there are a couple things though, like the more I think about the story where I'm like, uh, and there's a couple times where I felt like they had opportunities to take the last movie and go in a new direction that they didn't quite do. They kind of just kept, it's like they had more nostalgia juice in the lemon and they just like, we're like, we got, we can make this a part B from the last movie a little bit. And I wish they, the New York thing, I mean, for sure. I, I need more extras. I, I need more, I, I, you know, we're yeah. in, we're in, a screen, in, New York, we're in yeah. a screen movie on Halloween in New York and we're in private locations for a lot of it. It's like, you guys, you gotta go to New York if you're gonna go to New York. And they said they didn't want to do the touristy thing. It's like, yeah. But like, even in Brooklyn, there are bars that have a hundred people that we got, we have to do that. I'm sorry, we have to do that. The one subway scene isn't enough. So I guess that's a little bit of a gripe. The, you know, the the therapist thing, there's like a couple little things that I just didn't quite work for me, but on the whole, I got my screams, I got my yucks, they did their thing. I didn't guess the killer. So I had a good time. All right, Marcus. So I was one of the people that, um, I hated the last scream. Oh, hated interesting. It. Yeah, you're one of the few, right? I figured that was coming. Interesting. Um, and I'll go into that one in a minute. Um, but so I kind of went into this one with very low expectations, being like, whatever, this is going to be, uh, you know. And I actually really enjoyed it. I, oh, cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think that it does a lot of things right. It's a lot more fun. It doesn't rely as much as the previous one did on just nostalgia baiting being mm -hmm. like, Oh, look, these are people from the previous ones. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're doing the, the force awakens stuff. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, bring the old characters back while we're trying to tell a new story. But because you now have three, four characters that whose stories have already ended. Now we got to find some way to put their stories into this. And to me, you know, the best parts of this film were really when it was just being itself, you know, when it was actually, telling its own story and the weakest parts i'll be honest were the courtney cox stuff yeah. and without spoiling anything it was just i've seen her do this exact same character you know her exact same lines the exact same everything for the past four sequels where it's just very obvious they didn't they just didn't either but they were too worried to not have somebody from the original um in it <laughs> what the hell that's, mean, that's, really? that's 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 that was for a while back <laughs> that, that, that was brewing. Thought. <laughs> yeah um and um you know but like i do i do have some issues but for the most part it was a ton of fun that guy in the audience we were sitting right diagonally from him we heard every one of his like one every one of his like little uh whatever he was i mean i don't know if he was drunk if he was stoned but he was hilarious he was the best yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing you, it, it, you're seeing a canadian new york movie 
in New York in a New York theater with New Yorkers and that, yep. yeah, you know, it, it's a one of a kind experience. Um, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I like this one. I put this one up there above, I think it's my third favorite sequel next to the first two, honestly. Yeah. So you like two, three in this one. So one, so for me, it goes one, two. Oh, okay. The third yeah, favorite. No, he doesn't like three. Well, I thought you said sequel. You said third favorite sequel. I thought, okay, I, I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, so one, two, six. That's four. Fuck me. Um, gotta be four. I would, go five, I would go five, four. Oh. I'd go, honestly, three, at least three had the cameos. Mm Dude, what, what, tried to that, was, that was a cheap money. That was a backdoor promo for Jay and Silent Bob, wasn't it? Oh, it's because they were sh- mean, they were shooting Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back at the same time. Well, so or, was or releasing Green it soon after. Five when like the the Randy girl had literally spits out word for word dialogue from Jay and Silent Bob reboot. She literally says <laughs> the speech about reboots in that film and i was like did kevin smith write this movie <laughs> yes, uh... probably, he probably donated yeah <laughs> probably did i mean but, right, so, so uh, good You're, we're all coming out pretty positive on this yeah i don't want to be too negative too but i feel hmm. like we're all we're all in a boat of liking this. i've got negative stuff to say same, but same. yeah well, same. I mean, should we should we just open up the spoilers get straight to it because we like we've said we i had a great time you had a great time we all had fun um, should we just open up for spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. All right, All we're right, gonna ruin yeah. the fuck out of Scream Six, so proceed at your own peril. Um, it was Stu. It's fucking Stu. Stu you brought Stu that again. fucking Stu. Um. Well, are we, okay. We're gonna. I want to talk about the opening with you guys, and the, there's a couple little like false starts on purpose that they did, which is really fun. But where is this call? Where? Where? Do, talk to me about. <laughs> <laughs> where is this college? Where where did you guys picture it? And why does it have conflicting trains on it? They're all over the city. Oh, yeah. So so and oh wait oh wait I wanted to say this because Marcus and I talked about the Nev Campbell not coming back into this thing and because the the directors have to talk about this now because Nev Campbell came out with the press release of being like they didn't give me enough money and we talked and we were like after the last movie like you should be lucky to be asked you know like and to your no, point about Courtney really. Cox, she she built that franchise I disagree with that she built okay. that franchise and touche touche. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is a new. This is this is sort of a new franchise, which I, is why they're like, "It's the requel. It's a franchise." I was like, "This has been a franchise." I thought for the past like. But see, I I found that kind of endearing. It's like, okay, she's not going to do it, but they gave a little handoff as to what her life is like now. Yes, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. moved on. She's out. We've still got these guys who are tied to her and it. And they, like, I'm so happy it, it there's no love in. lost. Yeah, I'm happy there's no love lost. I like the way they did that. I don't know what the. Yeah, me too. They're not mad at her. She might be upset that she didn't get more money. I don't know the deal. But to your point about Courtney Cox, the unfortunate truth is that this franchise has to move on on its own. And the last movie, like, it has to at some point. So I'm glad that we all like this movie, but they can't do this again next time. And also now well, they have one of the go. biggest That's... now they have one of the biggest stars in the world in the next movie. So she but, I'm sure her people are either like, this has to be the hugest thing ever in order for her to keep doing this. You gotta kill these off or we're not doing it. Like I don't know. I mean, They're in a weird the fucking is, spot. Again, and Courtney and Cox I... again was the worst part. So she did they didn't need her in this movie. Courtney no, Cox. Really Courtney Cox has become the one armed man in hot tub time machine. I'm happy it's she like was in this. Setting sprint. it up. She's gonna get it. She's gonna she's not gonna get it. She's gonna get it. No, so when she finally does get it, there's gonna be a party in the theater. I literally started clapping when she got stabbed. When she got stabbed, so I was, I was like, "Thank God, finally!" She should have died in from Scream Three. She should have been killed. Scream Four. She should have died. She gets shot like four times. She gets shot mm-hmm. in Scream Five. 
It's done. Fucking kill her off. It's done. My mm. biggest issue with this. Uh, yeah, well, I got a rant. I got one. Right. <laughs> Here's I'll the gripe we were, we were waiting for. My biggest issue with this film is how how weak the killer was. Look, I like the killer and I liked him and I, I liked all that stuff and killers. But they do a very shitty job of what they're supposed to do, which is kill people for the entire yeah. second act in third they don't kill a single solitary person they stab a lot of people but they don't finish the job everybody fucking comes back the one kid gets stabbed 20 fucking is, times and he's like oh my is this god chad? the four chad how is chad still alive guys come on he got stabbed yeah. in the last movie too this know, is two movies still, in a row where he you know died he's still alive two picture contract motherfucker that's how he's still alive i know you I know. know what yeah but this is the thing I feel like the movie forgot that it was a slasher. You know, yeah. in a slasher, okay. people fucking die. Like the thing I love, and I know people hate about Scream 2, but I love is that they killed Randy. And I loved Randy. Randy was a favorite character, but yeah. you had yeah. the balls to take out the fan favorite that, character. That still fucking haunts me to this day. And I respect why they did it, but I fucking hate them for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you didn't see it coming. It yep. was a brilliant move on their part to also alter all the characters inside of it and that's what his death really you know, did well that's changed everybody the other thing as well it, it was if you, if you take out randy it's like everybody's on the table anyone could go now as so well. to that point, that's 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 the ultimate whiff, whiff of death you know what I now mean? everyone's safe i don't fear for anybody in, the, in, in this the, franchise yeah. now that they kept Mindy alive, the two the two sisters, fucking Chad, fucking Courtney Cox. Yeah. We have to say, oh yeah, by the way, she's alive. I'm like, I don't I don't know what Jenna Ortega's team is gonna let her do for the next. I don't know what the deal is with that. It's very interesting, but well, now, I mean, she had a much larger, much larger role this time around too. I know. You know what like, I? You know what I? You know what I would have done? And I know this sounds bold, but especially after Wednesday, <laughs> you know what I would have done? I would have killed Sam. She said in the movie, yeah. he wants me." that's that's an out it was written in but anyway we'll come back See, to that I, later i feel like yeah i feel like i know where they're going with this let's um, talk let's talk story yeah. so this thing opens with we know what it is it's a, it's a take on it so it's a little different at least they're not home alone this time but you have samara weaving in a very bright yellow dress on a tinder date apparently college film professors are on tinder um i i feel like that's sucks for them because you know that there's definitely going to be students you know trying to like swipe on them all the time but such is life in the big apple and this yep. was a very new york city scene i felt like it could have been like east village you know or even like some parts of chelsea but that was a good scene mm. yada 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 alley we see the ghost face and then then guys they take the mask off and it's the fucking guy from the Grand Budapest Hotel and Spider Man. It's it's in. It's in I was like, holy shit! Yeah, you see, you see his face in the. We are about to, ten minutes. We are about to know who the killer is. The whole movie. What a I bold didn't buy take. that for a second. And then yeah, I guess I I didn't either. Also because they usually cut to some kind of something to get into the rest of the movie, and they didn't do that yet. So obviously there was more to it. And it turns out that him and his friend, who are college students of this professor and loved horror movies and wanted to, you know, be copycats themselves. Well, the real new ghost face copycat killer kills him and his friend who is in the fucking fridge. Yeah. Kills them and <laughs> leaves very a mask that has, in the fridge. <laughs> that has DNA from, is it Randy? Has DNA from, is that the Randy one? Randy's no, DNA's that in... was the, uh, the one from the last film because they went backwards from each one. So it mm. was... Um, uh, Jack, so it was, was Jack uh, Wade? the kid from the boys. Jack Wade, yeah. 
okay yeah yeah so we so and then and then the movie becomes you know your typical not typical screen movie but then it's you know but they, they did this fun little take on the opening i thought what'd you guys yeah. think with that i know you didn't buy it but did were you in no i i didn't buy it but i i loved that they subverted it because they were like at this point you're in you're in scream six all bets are off and, and it was very slasher. the guy he takes his fucking mask off. He slashed off. the shit out of her. And they yeah, went full but, Jeffrey Dahmer on that and fridge. Yeah, man. like that was gratuitous. And uh, it reminded me, uh, like not in sheer absolute gore, but like it reminded me of the brutality of the kill in Scream 1. Um, oh, the first one where he cuts the stomach open? Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is what these movies are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're never going to get past Drew Barrymore hanging from a tree with like a skin flayed out. Oh. But uh, like that that was the best. Why do we keep talking about skin getting flayed in this episode? Fuck. Well, we're talking about a slasher movie, dude. They do it. Yeah. 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 I'll, bu- I'll buzz myself. That's a little bit of skin wings. Come on. Skin wings. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. We haven't talked about like aesthetic and that kind of stuff. You guys like the story? Marcus? I mean, I mean, look, I so to to comment on the opening for me, um, I missed half the opening because I was too busy <laughs> trying to figure out where the fuck I was gonna sit, despite the fact we had tickets and this other woman had tickets, and so I saw bits and pieces of it, um, and I was like, oh, they're actually trying something different after five films. Um, I do think it's one of the better openings. I think the worst opening of them all was Scream Four, which was just a straight up yeah. comedy. Yeah, that was. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. That I yeah. was like, I'm going to hate this movie, and then it got better. But yes, if, yeah. if you do decide to watch Scream Four, just stick past the opening. Oh, um, it, it just yeah. goes. That whole movie is is basically a comedy. Yeah. Um, Although it does get a little like, better later. I'll yeah, later. but. So like with this one, like I like the aesthetic. I like the fact that it's in a new area. I like the fact mm-hmm. that they took these kids out of Woodsboro, which was a step in the right direction because now it's it's kind of make, giving these new characters who I don't find to be as interesting as our original cast. Um, but I do find that the new location that it's not in Woodsboro again is actually a nice breath of fresh air after oh, seeing yeah. five films in Woodsboro where it's the same story, the same everything. So I do like the aesthetic. I do like, you know, like I wish that I just, I wish that there was yeah. more of it. I wish there was more usage of like New Yorkisms and stuff like that. Like um, the grocery store scene I thought was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, which also though kind of hints at who the killer is because of the way that he's moving. I mean, that guy's moving like a cop. Mm. you know mm. um he's moved like his movements but i will say i did not guess who this the the killers in this one because um i was uh i was torn by by the scene where the neighbor was like oh no you the guy's in your house the guy's in your house and i'm like oh this is literally every screen where they show yeah. the killer like they show Billy Loomis right after he's, you know, yeah. those faces killing people. I love that. I love those misdirections. It's one of the things I love the most about the screen movie. Like the first one did it obviously for the huge twist, but now they've become an essential part because you're, we're all in on the gag. Like we know. Yeah. So now when a misdirect happens, it, it was like, was that a real misdirect? And it makes you fucking paranoid watching the movie. It's like, who the fuck is it? Was that real? Was that bait? Was that a red herring? Like, and it, I feel like that increases my enjoyment of it because they like they're throwing out all these misdirects, but some of the misdirects are the actual killers. I yeah, mean, yeah. The whole movie was a misdirect on what's his name, the one that actually was the killer. Yeah, 
The kid. Um, um well, what was his name? Ethan? Yeah. That was Doesn't... funny. That I love that even just the text messages. I'm on the next train with Ethan, aka GF. <laughs> yeah. That guy show, I was like, oh, this is fun. And and it was a scary scene in the, the thing. I, I like that. That's fun. Mm. Yeah, just, I the I, the one thing like uh, I'm glad they didn't go the way of I think it was yeah Scream Three, um where like the cop is putting stuff up on a billboard and it it li- literally has a piece of paper next to him that says I killed her, <laughs> and it's it's like a total misdirect but it's it's like oh come on that's fucking heavy handed guys these were a lot more subtle like you knew they were happening but they were a lot more subtle it was I, I feel like the writing got cleverer for this one. And I think its strongest points was when it wasn't a nostalgia bane. Like, like to me, the worst scene in the movie is definitely the department Randy rules scene that the we rules? have. Oh, the rules. It scene. made no sense. Number one, these killers weren't actually recreating horror films. They weren't horror fans. So that whole oh, they're going by the rules. That had nothing to apply to this. So that was just we're doing this just because oh, this has become a trope of the series. And it was just cringeworthy. And you can buzz me for that. I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I actually forgot about that scene. So that's how memorable that was for me. I mean, it was, <laughs> mem- it the was memorable for me because I, I enjoy that scene every time it comes up. Um, in was this, this one, in the I was apartment? Like, was that the one in the apartment? No, this was, in the, this was in, sitting in the school um, outside. It happened outside where they're all sitting around on the benches. And uh, it... I, I mean, I enjoyed the explanation. I'm like, where are they going to go with this? Like, what are the rules this time? The I love in the fr- I, like the fr- like the school, like the college. Yeah, I just, do, you want, do you want a fucking map? I don't know where it was. It was on some chairs they were outside. outside. They were all sitting yeah. on the benches, <laughs> and she starts like basically saying. It, she starts pointing at every person, and then they all turn it around, being like, "Well, it could be one of you guys. One of you four. Let's you, call one it, of you. Uh, let's call it your fucking mind. Scream NYU. Uh, so it ha- it happens there. And, uh, but like, I, I love that scene. I love finding out what the rules are and like the, how they're going to play with it this time. Cause that, that was one of my favorite parts of like the first two movies. And, um, but this time I found myself going, this scene is really long. So it was like, I don't even remember the long scene. <laughs> Guys, uh, a lot let's go one to 10. How baked were you watching this movie? <laughs> is Sam? <laughs> no, I came from teaching kids. I, I wouldn't have had so seven. with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I so <laughs> I what the fuck am I? Oh, guys, how, what time does Sam do therapy? Because I'm pretty sure they were interested. They did the like the the social the social um, network like interstitching the frat party with the therapy session. So does Sam do her therapy on Saturday nights at 11 p.m.? I'm just a little, a little curious about that. The therapist thing didn't make a ton of sense for me. I think that was back to the nostalgia thing and then him not knowing her and freaking out. So I didn't love that trope per se. But I, one thing that I always like in this franchise, which I thought they did good in this, is horror movie lines can be cheesy. In fact, all movie lines can be cheesy, so I shouldn't knock horror films. But these lines, some of these lines were fucking cheese, man. You know, things that only are said in movies and they're very self-aware about it, but they did it in a way that's subtle to the point where I also agree when it was what it was rather than trying to stitch it into the franchise when it was saying the cheesy lines, because that's what this situation is called for in a, in a horror movie. I thought that really worked well, but the apartment sequence is my favorite of mm. the sequence. I thought that that got me well enough. Well, I, I mean, think. I thought that was a pretty well, set piece. we're on that point, like what, what was your favorite kill? The Squid Game one on the ladder was pretty pretty good. I was say. dumpster dive. That's what I'm calling it. 
That like, one that, that was, one was pretty good. That was my favorite. See, that was my thing. There wasn't like a really Epic I watched kill. half of Scream yeah. 4, and that was one of the things I was saying about Scream 4 was like, I was like, oh wow, this is actually graphic. Mm, I yeah. feel like the I feel like the gore wasn't as gory as some of the other ones. Yeah, it was more like a prison film. Yeah, it was more like like they cut away from all the stabbings and stuff like that. Like the girl getting gutted. Yeah, um, yeah. Cool. But also lived. Also lived. <laughs> yeah. We, once again, not, like not for long, but lived. <laughs> not only lived, but went over a ladder. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that see, that's my thing that they that they got wrong with this whole movie was stabbing meant nothing to people. Getting shot meant nothing to people. Yeah, I'm way too afraid of shot, guns. Shot, stabbed, fucking, cru- you know, crucified, and they were still coming back. Everyone was fine. Courtney Cox got fucking stabbed in the chest. She got stabbed Wait. in, like, the heart. So do you have a favorite kill or not? <laughs> I actually... It would have been the Courtney Cox kill, but they, but she fucking lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually started clapping, and then... And yeah. then when she's like, tell, just don't tell them that they got me. And I was like, she's going to live, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, um, so two things. Number one, I think actually the first one is my favorite because I saw the fake ghost face take that moment where he was gutting her and then savor it. Mm. I, saw, I saw the killer savor it. That's and that was, the, that was the first time in a while especially early in the movie, the killer, it didn't just seem like, this is what I do now. I kill, blah, and then I'm going to, this seems like there was a, hu- there, there was humanity behind it that had all, like more motive. And I, so I actually really liked and also the first it was like, one because like of that. Samra Weaving, like in one scene, like they made you like her. She was a yeah. likable character. You, you wanted good things for her. Um, and, and I, I, felt ba- I felt bad for her that wrong. this weird guy couldn't get there. And I knew it was the killer, but like, I, you know, they couldn't find it. his you're way. A, you're a film history professor. Why are you walking down a dark alley in a horror movie? Another <laughs> thing that gets pointed this is not my note, but she said she's a 20th century horror slasher film expert. It's like, okay, well, so you just don't watch new movies, I guess. Is, that's literally what she was like, is I don't like the new ones. Cause it's only been 20 years. It's not yeah. like, she's not like an 18th century art expert. Horror movies have only been around for a hundred years. Anyway, that doesn't matter. I like the first one. The other thing is, I live next to Courtney Cox. <laughs> I'm literally on the fucking street. They go to 96th Street, and she her the thing says 96 in Amsterdam, which is I literally walked by that corner today to get beer. Jeff, She's Jeff above just, my bodega. Jeff just doxed himself on the fucking podcast. They're like, we got to get to West. <laughs> we got to get to West 96th Street, and then they showed the GPS next door to me, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to go there after this. And I'm. Never mind. Did you have some, was there some tapping at the window and some people with a fucking ladder outside it? Oh, like, I'm so happy I'm on the sixth floor. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm on the. <laughs> He's the buzz himself. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Right. Yeah, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> what room are you now? Look, if you get into <laughs> apartment number. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make um, us send you back to the farm upstate. <laughs> to the farm of state. Jesus Christ. I'm going to turn into glue. Okay. Now I know where to, where to deliver my copy of Neon Maniacs with this guy. Ah, I felt bad. I do feel bad about that. that you see it. Okay, now you about- have to watch. You Dude, have no choice. You, you tried to bluff your way through that so hard. Um, what about the Smithsonian that they created? Also, I really wish that somebody went in the cage. They set up Chekhov's um, cage and then they never actually got caught in there. I really wish they had that. But... Um, that was something else that like it was cool the shrine room all that stuff it was a good set piece for yeah. the ending yeah yeah but uh, 
But like, come on. Number yeah. one, why New York that they have the shrine? Number two, very expensive. Who the shrine. fuck is getting the burnt fax machine from an ex- from a house that exploded in Scream Three or like um or what's his name the 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 newscaster is a fucking jacket and all this stuff. I'm like, this is like some crazy memorabilia that's like I don't think that anybody would even have. They had everything for yeah, Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. I have an idea. I have an idea for Scream Seven. Are you ready? They make stab whatever i guess it's stab whatever first and then stab starts coming to life are there any horror movies that do that because i feel like that's the only way to justify this shrine where yeah, they think that's so many new nightmare is that, what, is, is, that, is that what it is is that it well and that's literally the plot of the original screen yeah it's a movie fan it's a movie lover's who take it yes, too far. But, but they haven't seen the movie. Anyway, the moral of the story is I need to, I need to again, we're in New York. I need to see some more of, I know there were the, we have the Halloween sequence, but I think I could use some more of I, this I, idea. I feel like it's, it's going to be like Scream 7 is going to be Sam turning. They have to do something with it because they've, they've, just- they've leaned into it real hard, like in the end of this. And I feel like it's going to be her against Jenna Ortega. A little too much, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just say it in a fun voice. <laughs> yeah. Elmo still gets buzzed. I need to see what happens to Jenna Ortega in this next movie. She can't keep. Do- she can't. She's too big of a star now. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. Look, let's be honest here. They screwed up killing off Dewey. They did because David Arquette was the one actor that they could have gotten to come back a thousand times yeah. for screen 57 and they straight up killed him. And then they were, and then basically they only have uh, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. And Nev was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. She, what she, she she's probably done like, in this? you shouldn't have killed Dewey. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. killed my ex-husband. Dewey would have made more sense than this. Dewey would have made more sense than Courtney Cox did. Courtney Cox made no sense in this well and they had the whole cop thing with the father of the daughter and the two kids and both kids and yada yada whatever what do you think about the hayden penitentiary coming back what do you think about that she kind of seemed like a cartoon character at first but but i, I really saw she it yeah she lay it up uh later but uh, i stuff, but it was good i was that was a big surprise to me because i didn't even notice her on the poster to be honest and uh, and she's right there in the fucking poster, <laughs> and it's 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 like she's the, all the Shazam media like blowing the big character reveal of who turns up in the movie next week, but um, I that one really surprised me, and I was like, didn't she die? And then they're like, didn't you die? And I'm like, ah, we've gone meta. Okay, good. I mean, I mean, <laughs> done. I liked her in it. I mean, I've always liked Hayden Panettiere. I've um, I used to watch Heroes. Yeah. Um, well, at least the first season. Um, I watched it all. Everything was good except the end. Yeah, that's that's basically what I've heard. Um, and like you know, <laughs> and seeing her, you know seeing her pop up in this, it was nice. You know what I mean? Do I buy her character? They needed a reason for her to be there. What about the dirty cop thing that they just like threw in on her? Oh, she has. She's also you know questionable. Did you buy that for a second? I don't. It kind of came really quick. I did. They got me. They got me real hard. Because it came at the perfect moment. I'm like, oh, sure. shit, we're in the killer reveal. We're not even in the final moment yet. They're doing it a little differently. I was like, she's it, she's trapped in there with them. Done. And they got me good. They do a good job as screenwriters. And you, you both have written screenplays. It's They 
sometimes you yeah, just the difference is Marcus has had his produced. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but, I'll call it the Stranger Things problem for no other reason, which is just like, okay, we have to do another season. We have to give everybody equal story. <laughs> but some people are just clearly more valuable in this world. Sorry, Eleven is more important. And then the one kid, I guess, went to radio camp for a summer and now knows how to hack the Russians. Okay, fine. But uh, you other guys, you got to start getting some skills because what are you going to do? You work at a slushy shop, so you're equally as important to Eleven? I don't know, guys. So uh, When it comes anyway, to mix the men, they're, they're, they're the stars. But what they do, what they do in the, in, in the screen movies is sometimes two or three scenes go by and you haven't seen a character. And, and I don't know how, in, you know, if the writers just are writing. They're like, oh, yeah, what about that character? And it's like, well, maybe they're the killer. Oh, cool. I wonder how involved they get with that. But these kind of movies are good where, like, you start asking yourself, where, where, where are they? And, and that happened to Agent Reed a lot of times. Someone in this, where can I was like, where is she? Turns up. Yeah. Yeah. So they did, I feel like they, they still do that really well. That's something they do really well in this franchise. Yeah. I honestly, when they were like pushing the final reveal, I was like, oh, so it is the neighbor because he was like, oh, you know, because they put, they told him to go away. And I was like, ah, he's going to show up. Exactly, and then when exactly. they did say Kirby, I was like, okay i can see that but uh, and then when they started revealing i was like oh was not expecting yeah, that oh okay i got it all wrong and i was like nice um because screen five i guessed it but it was very obvious because i was like you are literally remaking scream who's the boyfriend oh this is the character oh yeah who's the best friend oh who's this and the yeah. only thing i got about the the killers this one was the motive because it's the same motive as scream 2 yes a pissed off yeah mother or mm-hmm. father yeah. or family and the going only singular that. killer they ever had scream 2 no scream 3, scream three, three is two. wait 3 yeah. scream 3 is just the brother scream 2 is mickey the freaky tarantino student and uh the mom, and the mom. It's both. Of, yeah, I she thought she with, went. I thought she did it by herself. No, no, no you're, right, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And but I'll tell you what, no one will ever top that look when she goes full fucking psycho. <laughs> She's incredible in that yeah. movie. Scream Two is very underrated. I think. I think Scream Two gets a lot of shit that it does not deserve. I and saw I so think- many fucking Scream movies. They're all blending together this week. I had the weirdest the nightmare fur- the other night. Fucking hell. What was it? Anything good? <laughs> well, it, yeah. it involved multiple Scream killers. Okay. Um, cocaine bear. Sure. Uh, and uh, Spider Man was there for a second, but I like I kept waking up and I woke up and I'm like, oh, cool. I that was the longest dream ever. I feel it was only like twelve thirty, and I'm like, I've still got four hours of sleep left. <laughs> and I you went know- back to sleep and went right back into the fucking thing. It was it was an all nighter. You know, you have those. You go back right. You go back in. Even changing positions didn't help. I went right back where I was to the point where nice. it started to blend into reality. And I woke up and I'm waiting for a fucking ghost face killer to come out of some room in my house. It Did was you- it was a weird night. Okay, you know what cocaine bear does well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think I'm ready for Scream to have some friendly fire. I feel like all the kills were to check out. I'm ready for some friendly fire. I'm ready for the Daniel Craig Bond to take over and just get a little sloppy. I'm we ready to see some fucking bare knuckle take things. out one of your friends. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I am ready for it, people. Yeah. I'm ready for it. That's everything I, when you when you look back on it, was... everything is so clean, and I'm ready for some diversions Dude, to be like, oh, that was friendly fire. Closet, I don't know. Like, I'm ready for it. I love I love the statement on uh, guns as well when she's trying to get the fucking safe open. 
It reminded yeah. me of Jim Jeffries. It's like, my gun's locked in a safe. Well, it's not for fucking protection, then, is it? <laughs> and because she took a five goes to get the fucking combination, she finally gets mm-hmm. it shoot through the shoots through the door. And my first thought was, ha ha, General Ortega's dead. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. Like, what a way to go out. That would have been perfect. That would have yeah. been great. Anyway, I, I'm not. I'm not. Re- I'm not rewriting this movie or anything. But um, let's keep. Let's keep. Let's keep it positive. Let's, I know Dermot Mulroney. I, I liked for a while, and then got a little caricature, a little snidely whiplash. Three kids. They all became like the witches from um Nightmare uh, from um um the Nightmare Before Christmas. They're like ha 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 at the end. It was like three of them was like a lot for me, but I did like it. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's there's got to be other positives in here. This college sucks, but like, there's got to be some fun things there. Like the, the frat, the frat party was not great. It's not. I a mean, I I will stand by. Oh, that by was good. What, we had good. We had good. Um, the frat party. friends saving each other. Yeah, that, yeah, that was some good shit. Um, and then she thanked her for it later as well, which was great. Um, because she, you know, actually wasn't in a fit state to go upstairs. I I tell you what though, I'm like the New York thing for me like made this movie. If they hadn't, if they had of, because let's face it, we're we're what six and zero in Woodsboro. Like when it comes time around yeah, the anniversary of these things, you'd just be calling the fucking national guard by now. I think yeah. about Stranger Locking Things. the town down. No, like, let's keep talking about that. But Stranger Things, guys, you got to move out of Hawkins. Yeah, you got to you got to ask for a transfer. Why are you well, still there? Yeah, he's, one of them was in Russia. <laughs> that fucking Russia thing. <laughs> oh, I didn't write it. Fuck. <laughs> and Demi and Demi Gorgon just shows up in this camp that he's at. Anyway, um, Marcus, what are you thinking about? Anything on your mind? I mean. Yeah, I mean, look, going to a different location is always a nice change, and um, seeing it in New York was 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 just wicked cool. I just wish that there was more New York of New, you know what I mean, like like New York. Yeah, it yeah. kind of in and granted, they did show Jason goes takes Manhattan at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> which is like. You know, the whole joke about Jason Takes Manhattan is that it should have been called Jason Jason Takes a Cruise because that's 80% of the movie. And yeah. the last 20 minutes he's in New York. Well, Canadian New York, except yeah. for one shot. Well, Canadian New York is popular. Well, that's, I mean, listen. This, Everyone it, loves shooting their New York. Shoot what, when I was looking at the tickets, uh, my, my show times, one of them was 1 a.m. And I was like, Okay, I've seen the trailer for this. I'm going to do a 1 a.m. screening and then get walk out of the theater at 3:30 in the morning and get on the subway. That's like walking into a fucking 4D version of this movie. Uh yeah. So, <laughs> if anyone who does that is a maniac. What do you think about this? What do you think about the subway scene? I I, I thought it was good. Too much. I thought it was good. Um, I, I it was really funny. I was listening to Matt and Mark. Did you listen to Matt and Mark this week? No, because they were saying stuff that I agreed with, and I was like, well, I don't want to just spew their shit on our show. No, I discounted half of what they said. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh. no. Um, the one nice. thing they that I take issue with that was said on their show, which was, uh, you know, not that that that's not what a New York City train looks like at Halloween. Mark said that. I did listen up to that spot. Yeah. Yes, it fucking does. I've it been does, on it. Actually, it actually does. does. Like yeah, that. it it's does. Dude, I mean, I, dude, I've been on the subway downtown. at in Halloween and after the Pride Parade. I've seen some things, man. Yeah. Mark was bummed about the sound effect when the doors they were like doo doo and those kinds of things. Oh yeah, it happened. It happens when the so, door was opening. Yeah, no, but that's. I'll let that go. You know what? I'll let yeah, that go. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it, they use the noise as well. That's a little thrown for us, and it it was there for. 
Well, what you th- what you think about the way it was shot? Because that was another thing they were picky on. Is um, they didn't think that it was shot particularly interestingly. Dude, this was stock standard oh. for the series. Like, yeah. there's yeah, n- there's I- no new like you have no reason. Like, there was a couple of great like elevated shots and stuff like that, but you don't need a fucking Trinity spinning head for to film a murder. <laughs> like, yeah, not for nothing. You're you're on a subway train. I mean, like like they. They did a good job of cutting between two different cars and all that stuff. My only gripe with that scene is literally that the killer couldn't. He there was no reason that that killer could not have killed her. Like it just <laughs> yeah. didn't make sense that he couldn't have killed her. And not for nothing, if if it is the brother and the sister that did that kill, he's standing right there. It had to be so, him. Like, there's yeah. No reason that she would be like oh my god you're you you're, you're hurt you're hurt there's, there's nobody else there to like back him up he could have just walked yeah. off the train let her die on the train and instead he helps her out it it didn't connect for me and you're also right. it was also, he like oh great this one's gonna fucking live too he would have wanted to kill her wouldn't he have wanted to be like it was me i don't unless it wasn't him it had to be the sister because there's no way he could have put all the outfits yeah, on. Oh, it had to be the sister, but but at that point, oh, because he, I guess, to like protect your anonymity and stuff, like up for the cameras and whatnot. whatnot. I guess that right. makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. But what about the rest of the movie? Did you like the way the le- the rest of the movie was shot? Did you like the look of it, the feel of it? I didn't. Yeah. Have, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I don't really have any problems with how screams look. Screams have always had um, enough of a budget to look nice and look good, yeah. and they're all. You know, even the original screen, it's always like beautiful, like mediums and stuff. And um, yeah, there was there was no glaring, like, and I saw that, like, I it was the Dolby Cinema screen at Times Square. It was fucking huge, so like, there was no glaring, like, errors or stuff that I've seen in other films. So Sorry. no, I, I I think it was it was fine. It was shot well. Um, the final color on it was good for me. Well. Is there anything else that we're missing, guys? Because I, I kind of feel like we're sort of settling mm. in a nice place here. Yeah. So, like most horror, like a lot of movies, you know, we really liked it. There's still things to pick out, which is sort of the conceit of our podcast to not do that. But we do it. We can't help it. And the funny thing is, all through spoilers, we've been kind of ambiguous as to who the actual fucking killer is. So still go and see it if you if you happen to listen through by accident. I guess that if is... you have listened <laughs> I guess that is... <laughs> They were a little giddy for me, I will say. That was just me, though. I'm sure other people would appreciate that. Well, that's but... the thing. That's the one gripe I had about the whole film. Like the with the reveal, they didn't really stick that. But after the what happened after the reveal, they really landed. That landed for me. I think. I think I agree. Yeah. They, you know, they remind, I keep giving just references for everything. You know, you know the two guys in Pirates of the Caribbean. There's like the one tall, skinny guy that's in Game of Thrones too. Like he's like bootstraps, bootstraps, and he just yep. has like this little giggle the whole time. They kept this. They reminded me of that they were like smiling and like, oh my god, we got you, we got you. But for like minutes and stuff, I was like, yeah, I could use a little nuance. Yeah. And I do think Dur- D- Dermot, Dermot, Dylan, Dermot Mulroney, Dur- Dermot Mulroney. Is that how you say it? Mulroney. Mulroney. He got a little caricature at that, but it was, it was good. I, I I think on the whole, I, <laughs> I could use more. I could use more Billy fucking with Sam too. That could be something fun for the next the next movie. Well, that's the thing. I th- I think he's gonna influence her in the next one, and she's gonna. It's gonna be General Dagger versus her. Yeah, that's. I'm calling it now. I think that's what they're gonna do because they Mother lent real Jaggins hard into gonna, it. She's gonna become the. Uh, the whatever the fuck her fa- what was her father called the mad queen she be the mad queen 
<laughs> I see. I I still don't get that plot twist from the last one. I still don't understand how Billy Loomis could be her actual father when Billy Loomis, like, well, when when a man and a woman love each other very much, right? But when the fuck did he do this? When did he do this? When he was like sixteen? Well, he always looks like he was well, just. Yeah. A, if he's he 16, looks like that's his like dad, thirty yeah? seconds of his life. I don't know. I just don't. Buy. Come on. <laughs> you just yeah, said Billy Loomis can't hold an erection for more than 30 minutes without, you know, following through. <laughs> Fuck Billy Loomis. All right. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> any, anything else going once? Dude, there was, there was once in my college town, uh, of Adelaide in Australia, uh, a guy who came to town and he looked enough like Skeet Ulrich to mm. pretend he was Skeet Ulrich. And he went right through fucking Adelaide getting free meals, free drinks, all sorts of... He caught, caught, like, bailed him out for thousands. And he was <laughs> pretending to be Skeet Ulrich. It was, it was fucking hilarious. Pretty fun. I love making those screen movies. So who picked Skeet Ulrich? Oh, my gosh, people. Thank you so much. It, it, that sound means that it is officially time for our final <laughs> segments of the evening. So thank you so much, my fellow co-hosts, for a great conversation about Scream 6. Can't wait for Scream 7. Have to have you back on to talk about it. But it is now time for our final segment, what you've been watching, where we give people our recommendations for the week and send them on their way. We'd like to start with Dave. We can come to Marcus pretty quickly after that. Dave, what have you been watching? Well, as I said, I, I did watch uh, Scream 3 and 4. Uh, I heartily recommend Scream 4 uh, if you can get past the, the first 10 minutes of it. Um, <laughs> and I uh, we started watching... Uh, we like. My wife and I have been watching Criminal Minds. Uh, we we watch it for fun because uh, it's it's a really good benchmark on society. And uh, <laughs> we got to the end of it and it finished. It was great. And then, of course, there's the new season, Evolution. So we've started watching Criminal Minds Evolution. Now, Criminal Minds Evolution is on Paramount+. Plus. P+, Plus, nice. So they can say, fuck now. Oh, yeah. And they do. And it's nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great like the, it's a great extension of the show. It's missing a couple of characters, but it's still a great extension of the show. Love it. Okay, we're we're seeing Shazam this week. This week. Yeah. Do not watch any of the TV spots. It will ruin shit for you. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Um. It'll ruin Shazam too. Well, I'll go next here, and I'll say I rewatched the movie Rush because I um I'm, I'm, in, I'm into Formula One and Formula One just no started shit. again. Yeah, so I rewatched Rush, and I liked it better the second time than the first time. Ooh, okay. Um, I do feel like there's humor in everything. This is a quote by somebody named Michael Shirtlift that has stayed true with me for a long time, and I do think Ron wait, Howard. Wait, wait, who? Michael Shirtlift is his name. Okay. So Ron Howard. His humor is a little old for me in this franchise. There's a couple like cutting and editing. You know when they do like the comedic? Because with comedy nowadays, it's all in the editing. They don't just let people like be funny. Like there's like, you know, and I feel like the editing is a little grandpa-y. I will say a little bit in this movie Rush. But otherwise, I like it for the most part about these very famous Formula One drivers in the 70s. Um, Okay, so I saw that. I watched all of the History of the World Part Two, which I did find funny. I feel like that's how comedies are. I thought it was hilarious. I didn't laugh yeah. at all. I feel like there's no yeah. middle ground. I would say like I laughed like eight out of eight out of ten. Me too. Not at, not hilarious. Like I didn't like. I've only you seen know, the first episode. Take anything. I spat take when we got to Rasputin in the there first were, episode. There were a couple really funny moments, and there were similar to what I said <laughs> I'm about Rasputin, Kung- and this is getting stabbed in the back. 
Oh, his best one is this is getting my dick cut off, and it's like it's like literally thirty seconds jap- jackass spoof. Yeah, but it, it worked. The, the show worked for me. The show worked for me. So I watched all of that in Rush, and um, I'm, I'm not caught up in the middle. Or in, oh, in The Last of Us, we finished too. We can talk more about that later. But I haven't finished it yet, so I I hear they've changed it a little bit. So I'll leave it there for our conversation. Marcus, why don't you bring us home with uh, what you've been watching? Any recommendations? Anything you want to plug? Go ahead. Floor is yours. So yeah, um, well since since you talked about Last of Us, I, I finished watching Last of Us. Which, Dave hasn't most, seen it all, so anyway, go ahead. I it's, yeah, it's I mean you know when 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 they had like they altered the ending and they had like the aliens come in, and they put it into like the uh, Ridley Scott universe. <laughs> Ridley yeah. Scott doesn't have a universe. Every one of his he has a multi cancelled verse. Pretty much. <laughs> um, Look, I love Last of Us. I'm a big fan of the games. I have my own gripes about it, um, what they did, what they didn't do. And I think that they rushed a lot of that first game, which I think they should have stayed a little bit more on and you know, had us grow with. 12 I thought they were on a, I thought they were on a good trajectory. Episodes. I thought they were on a good trajectory too, but then at the end, it does seem like that's what happened. They just, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have to wait to watch it, but if it's what I think it is, the game does the same thing. Oh yeah, no, I, I won't say anything. Um, but um, yeah, it's you know. But look, look, it was a great watch. It had some great episodes. Um, I did a binge recently of um, uh, Knock at the Cabin, oh. which I hate. M Night Shyamalan. I think he's uh, don't get me going to him. Like the movie, I thought it was actually not M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, we have it a whole was episode actually- that says that in 30 seconds basically but yeah it's all episode yeah i really enjoyed it um i saw cocaine bear and that movie gave me everything i fucking wanted yes. which was a bear on cocaine killing people it was fucking great okay. everybody gets um, to see cocaine bear for fuck's sake i've seen it twice it's the first it's, film i've gone and seen in the movies twice and i don't know how long it's yeah. it's so much fun yeah and then like, I saw was, uh, the first time was with like a, a packed theater on like a near opening night. And, and these, like it was Jeff and Mark from the Matt and Mark movie show. Fuck yeah. um, and we had a great time. The people behind us drank an entire fucking bottle of wine. And it's then true. the second time I went with like 50 fucking filmmakers and bartenders from Astoria and everyone was lit as fuck. <laughs> so like there was chanting, there was outrageous laughing. It was the most amazing experience. I was supposed to go to that and I was working. I, I know. Was- I know. Everyone was hitting me up. It's because you didn't come. Wow. Wow. I didn't say anything negative. It is. Yeah. You said I hate you for not coming. Yeah. You hate your job. I'm saying. And then I also saw, um, I saw Creed three, um, AKA Rocky nine. Have you been listening Um, to our show? Is that why you've been watching these movies? No, I had AMC stubs and I was like, fuck it. They charged me 25 bucks. So I'm just going to cash in on it. So I saw those three films. Yeah. Um, and uh saw scream and yeah i mean you know i'm trying to think of what else i watched recently i can't Any, really anything, think I from, anything to... from your private collection i mentioned the private collection because it takes up an entire fucking wall in your apartment <laughs> i wish i could show it well i did just get in three movies yes. um, clerks three which i haven't seen um how do you top the donkey show Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard this one is a lot more tame, which is worrying oh. me, but I will probably watch that tonight. Um, I also got Pearl, which I think is uh, one of the best ones of last year. Yeah. And mm. the fact that she didn't get nominated is the reason why the Oscars suck. Um, 
And then I got the uh, the nineties classics, uh, the dentist and the dentist too. Did you guys ever see those movies? No, no, but I went fuck. to the dentist recently, and that was fucking enough. Yeah, dude, enough. watch next time you go to the dentist. Watch these movies right before, where it's about a uh, guy who's <laughs> fuck you. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> oh, for that recommendation? Yes. <laughs> no, you need to. It, the The movie's about um this guy named um. You also get uh, buzzed on this show for being a fucking lunatic. Corbin Burnson. <laughs> oh and, God. Uh, he catches his wife giving the pool boy a blowjob, and he Jesus. goes back to work after cutting out her tongue, and then starts doing unnecessary dental surgery on right. his patients. The first one's got wow. Ken Frey. The so, second one's got so, Clint Howard. So it's like falling down with. Zzzz. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Brian Yuzna that um that did it. So he also did like you know all the classic H.P. Lovecraft movies. So. Yeah. So you're a big physical media person. You have a whole collection. Hundred percent. Oh my god, it's fucking awesome. Yep. I have over two thousand DVDs and Blu-rays. So Marcus, this is why I'm single. It's also why it costs you a fortune to move. <laughs> this, this is why you're single now. It has been forever. Um, okay, Marcus Slaybine slab slab. Fuck man, is that yeah, was that it? Did I nail it? No, you slay got bun. it right the yeah. first time. Fucking nail. Well, yeah, not the first right. first time, but Slaybine, I fucking love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is so great of you to come in last minute like this. It's awesome. No, no, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. I wish we get. I, I mean, I noticed you sorry. didn't pregame the show and it didn't go for three hours this time. So you know, it's a great thing. <laughs> Well, I oh. also only have one more of these. So, <laughs> Sorry, well, that's thanks for again anyone, for anyone uh, listening. That's a champagne bottle. It is not yeah. a champagne bottle. It's a Lafay Le Blonde, Lafay Belgium Ale, seven percent. Mm, fuck yeah, and it's a big one too. That's is that a pine bottle? Pine bottle? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We really appreciate it. If you guys have enjoyed listening and you're still listening, fuck, man, you guys are heroes. But go back and listen to <laughs> our Halloween one, especially the Jason X, man. That was so fucking fun. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Favorite times. We're knocking on 200 episodes. On we are, we're knocking on 200 episodes, and Jason X is, is in my, it's on my Mount Rushmore of favorite episodes yeah. we've done. That you can so find literally fun. just the Jason X piece of the episode in the Was It Really That Bad folder on YouTube. This. <laughs> I, I swear on my life I don't remember a fucking word we said I listened back like, the either. next day and then a year <laughs> I later and I, I, I've listened back to it twice now but it was pandemic I, I still fucking, don't remember who was doing anything the next day like <laughs> you were so fucking drunk during that it was so that fun. was insane oh that, God, it was a blast but goddamn, you really fucked me on that one we really drink we really do it people on the show yes well, thank, yeah. thanks again Marcus thank you Dave John go fuck yourself and we'll see you all next week when we talk about Shazam and why Black Adam is not in this movie. How Black Adam knows there's another person using the Shazam and doesn't show up. Doesn't, you know, I, I, I know I know what world we live in, but. You're anyway. holding up the ad, ad, the outro. Come on, fuck. Okay, yeah, the Dasein music has been playing softly, ready to go. We didn't do our sponsors, Dave. Fuck. Oh. They're not really our sponsors anyway. All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> wow. That's some cold ass shit right there. <laughs> <laughs>